You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to your Red Friday edition of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Pete Sweeney. Let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for Friday, January 20th. Uh, every year we set a goal. Obviously, we, we set it as a team. The number one objective is to do what? Is to win the AFC West. All right, the next objective is to establish home field advantage. Last objective is to go out and win the Super Bowl. We're in that playoff season time. Our guys have an understanding that every day, every moment matters. One thing I think we do a great job of, and Coach Reed sets the tempo with this, we have to create an energy. As a coaching staff, we got to bring in that energy to provide juice to our players about what we're pursuing. The next thing, we eliminate the distractions. Okay, We want to keep all the the stuff out of our way, keeping it out of these walls and making sure that we're focused on what needs to get done. We fear absolutely nothing. It's all about embracing the challenge. You got to have a plan. You got to execute your plan. And you got to go out and make it happen. Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy made sure to start his press conference this week, establishing the goals this Chiefs team had already laid out ahead of Saturday's divisional round matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags, they're on a heater winning seven of their last eight games, including that miraculous comeback last week. But the Chiefs have also won seven of their last eight since they saw Jacksonville in Week 10. Now, they had very different records at the time, the last time they played, and also the Chiefs are established as one of the NFL's premier annual contenders, and their late-season run also quelled some of those mid-season turnover issues and the defense started to find consistency, and we feel that's been widely overlooked. It's understandable considering the strength of the late-season schedule, but it's hard not to feel like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are being taken a little lightly ahead of Saturday's divisional round matchup. We know Doug Peterson won't do that, even if nationally it does seem like the buzz around the Chiefs has been awfully quiet in recent weeks. Patrick Mahomes has all but officially won his second MVP, And he'll look to try to get back to his fifth straight AFC title game on Saturday. Funny enough, the last time the Chiefs weren't in an AFC title game, the Jaguars fell to the Patriots. That was 2017. That was a very different Jaguars team, obviously, and it was also the last time the Jaguars had a winning record prior to this year. Both teams seem relatively healthy ahead of Saturday's contest, with McCole Hardman being the only Chief likely to miss the game. Andy Reid also added it's unlikely Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jody Fortson will be officially activated. Frank Clark, Sky Moore, LeJarius Sneed, they were all in the injury report, but they practiced this week and do not carry injury designations into Saturday's game. They are good to go. You know what, I think there's a little game of chess and cat and mouse that that goes on with that. And, uh, I mean, you think about it. Doug kind of won up this uh, and and got the, uh, the onside kick in the first game. So... Uh, there's always a little game of that, but the thing is, we just got to make sure that we stay in tune to what needs to be done from our perspective 
we know exactly what they're going to do. And obviously they'll have a wrinkle or two. Mike Caldwell, who's a former teammate of mine, he's a brilliant mind, an outstanding coach, and he's done a great job. He's, he's doing a great job of putting those guys in positions to make plays, and they're doing a hell of a job. So at the end of the day, it's not necessarily about what they do. It's about what we do as an offense and making sure that we can go out and execute our plan. Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy went out of his way to explain that this game has a lot to do with the Chiefs just simply doing what they do. Jacksonville's playing some good football right now, but the Chiefs have quietly put together themselves a nice run here, and it all comes down to Saturday's divisional showdown at Arrowhead Stadium. There's no other team in the AFC at this moment that can claim they've got the playoff experience that the Chiefs do. That can be a very impactful thing in the playoffs. Jacksonville is rolling off an emotional come-from-behind win, but the Chiefs are no strangers to come back playoff wins. Saturday's game will come down to their ability to execute and limit the mistakes, especially against a hot Jaguars defense. This past rush in Jacksonville managed to sack Justin Herbert three times last week in the Week 10 matchup. The Chiefs didn't give up any sacks to the Jags, but they did turn over the football three times. We'll find out Saturday if the late-season turnover cleanup sticks with the Chiefs, and if it did, they just have to keep doing what they do in that offensive identity. I, I thought it was amazing. I mean, uh, the, what the job Doug did, obviously keeping them like that, because it can easily go the other way, especially with a young team in a game like that. And then they kind of chipped their way back, right? They stopped them in the first drive, and then they come right down and score. I'll tell you what I thought was key, and I showed this to the guys this week. I talk about, <clears throat> I think I've said this to everybody here before, to me the most four, four most important series in the game, first and last of each half. In that game, the last series <clears throat> of the first half for the Chargers' defense was a two-minute. They ended up scoring, right? I thought that was big to go to get the seven points at the end of the half, and then it kind of carried them. And it was impressive what they did. I mean, all we're doing here this week is trying to make sure, first of all, it gets that way, and then make sure we don't let them get back. Offensively, there's not many play callers in the NFL better than Jaguars head coach, the Silver Fox, Doug Peterson. He's never been shy about being aggressive out of the gate, especially when he knows his team might be overmatched. Jacksonville opened Week 10's game with an onside kick to try to set themselves up early. Now, the Chiefs' defense was able to hold them off, and this defense will be key to Saturday's success. Prior to the Chiefs' Week 10 win over Jacksonville, this defense had only forced eight total turnovers on the season, and they didn't force a single one against Lawrence and Peterson. The defense, of course, turned things around from that point forward, having 12 turnovers over their last eight games. The Chargers managed to force five first-half turnovers against his team in the wildcard round, but couldn't hold off the Jags' second-half comeback. How Steve Spagnuolo chooses to attack Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence could be the difference in Saturday's game. Yeah, I mean, listen, we preach this a lot. I mean, to us, it's, it's an important game. The speed gets faster. Coach Reed's been talking about that all week. But just play the game that you've been playing. You know, there's, and there's, I'll talk with him a lot about the, the balance between, um, you know, emotions and the mental part of it. Because when you get out of whack one way or the other, you don't play good football. But we'll be educating them, and hopefully they play their best football just like we need all of them to down the stretch Another key to the Chiefs' playoff hopes will be how the rookies step up on the defensive side of the ball. George Karloftis, Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie have especially turned things on for this late in the season. They'll enter their first playoff game on Saturday looking to make an early impact and hopefully be a significant factor for the Chiefs. While there's a lot of youth on that side of the ball, this team still has plenty of veterans who have been on this stage before. 
Past playoff success matters in the NFL and will no doubt have an impact on this football game. It's all about limiting the mistakes that have plagued them during the regular season and forcing the Jags into the mistakes we know this young team is capable of making. Rookie George Karloftis has a three-game sack streak entering this game, and we're expecting big things from Chris Jones after his career-high 15-and-a-half sacks in the regular season. Uh, I thought you was going to ask the question. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I have uh, what, 10, 10 to 11 playoff games, no sacks. Um, that's not a huge priority, but I'm going to make sure I get what this go around just to shut you guys up. <laughs> Chris Jones has a four-game sack streak of his own entering this contest. Chiefs fans might be shocked to learn that Jones does not have a postseason sack in his NFL career, at least at this point. But as you heard, he's well aware of the lack of playoff Big Macs, so he'll look to change that this week. And hopefully Jones, along with rookie Furious George, they'll leave their stamps on Saturday's game. KT, first of all, he's a tremendous athletic kid. He works at it. He has fun. He's very, very intelligent. Every time he's out there, he's looking to make something happen. All right. On top of that, he loves the game. You can tell by his intensity in the classroom. And then just the feedback that you get from him. Okay, so the kid is a, a very smart, intelligent. He loves the game. And I think just being in a new environment, has uplifted him, you know, uh, and is raising his game to another level. So we're enjoying him. We're enjoying the process. He's enjoying the process. And the fun part is watching all those guys interact. Chemistry has been outstanding. Another major key to the Chiefs' offensive success will be wide receiver Kadarius Toney. McCole Hardman isn't healthy enough to make his return, and we've seen Toney flash those big-time potential moments that made him a first Round pick, the Chiefs have done nothing but praise the IQ and work ethic of Tony since his trade from the New York Giants. He's yet to carve out a dramatic share of the snaps so early into his young Chiefs career, but when he's on the field, Chiefs are finding ways to get the ball in his hands. Tony caught the first touchdown of his NFL career back in Week 10, and he'll have another chance to be key to the Chiefs' offensive success this week. Travis Kelsey also enters the game on a six-game touchdown list streak he managed 81 yards and a score the last time these two teams met big red should have some things dialed up for the hall of fame tight end and flashy young receiver and if you go to DraftKings, we have two travis kelsey touchdowns in our arrowhead pride same game parlay of course ride with arrowhead pride yeah i got a dm from him <laughs> you sent him my dms huh he apologized and I, it's all good i said i appreciate it and uh I know, man. I, I, man, he's he's been in the league for quite some time. I, I know his game. He play he plays hard. He's a good player, so there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Chiefs wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster had a very nice debut season in Kansas City. While he stayed relatively healthy, he did suffer an early game concussion back in Week 10 when Jaguar safety Andre Sisco laid a big hit to Juju's helmet. It's all business between Juju and Sisco this week, though. It seems like there's. No hard feelings surrounding that Week 10 hit. It's also all hands on deck this week, so they'll need some plays from Juju as the Chiefs attempt to make their fifth straight AFC title game. And if they win and see the Bengals win on Sunday, it'll be the fifth straight AFC title game at Arrowhead Stadium. That's it for the Arrowhead Drive for Red Friday, January 20. If you've enjoyed the Arrowhead Drive, please subscribe to the entire Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And while you're there, leave us a rating and a review. Coming up later today, it's Show and BK. 
with our full game preview on Saturday's matchup with the Jags. As for me, that's a wrap for now. I'm Pete Sweeney. We'll catch you on Monday for the next edition of the Arrowhead Drive. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.